This is Wifed Up Now What? I'm your host, Coriel, and this podcast is all about marriage management advice for millennial wives. Wives like me who said I do and then tried to figure out what the hell did I just do? So many of us were taught that getting the husband was the hard part. But what I'm realizing is that managing the marriage is where the real work comes in. So we have two wives in the building today. We got my girl Takara and Mecca in the studio. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So for the people who are not familiar, Ooh. start by just answering simple question how long have you been married and is this your first marriage that was not a trick question (laughs) i have been i'm going on eight years of marriage next month congratulations february it will make eight years and no this is not my first marriage okay so for me this is my first marriage we've been married for 10 years it's october and together for 15 congratulations wow okay and y'all know i'm the baby over here okay we just celebrated three years um we definitely had a lot of transition in those three years though in terms Mm -hmm. of becoming parents Mm -hmm. getting married and just having to take on those new responsibilities Mm -hmm. so it's been three years but really it's been you know it feels like yeah it feels like we've done a lot well you guys went through the pandemic together too so that gave that added about about 10 years yeah yeah, automatic time yeah so (laughs) so but the whole point of, you know, when I decided to start this podcast was for women who were led to believe in the happily ever after. Mm-hmm. That is just get the husband and then the happiness is just going to come. Right. And that is absolutely not the case. So today mm-hmm. we're going to talk about this isn't going to be a deep show, though. We're not going to be getting like super into the trenches of like the ugly side of marriage. This okay. is a fun, light, yes. loving show. They, okay. need Don't worry. they need to see that side. Yes. The happy wife side. But mm-hmm. I always like to just put that disclaimer that it's not happily ever after. That Correct. it's not forever, ever, ever. Everything is going to be happy. Correct. There is, you know, some hard times that come as well. Um, but we're going to start with a little reaction because I'm going to play a clip. Y'all know they give us so much to talk about um, on these internet streets. But we don't often get the wives' perspective on Mm -hmm. some of this stuff. I don't know about y'all, but when I see the podcast, it's always Mm -hmm. the single people. Absolutely. And and the wives don't usually get to say much. So Mm -hmm. y'all do today. Black church caters to the black woman. And the reason the black church caters to the black woman is because the black woman is the provider. She has more income and education than the man. So they look at this financially. They also have a vested interest in her never getting married. The pastor is the metaphorical husband of all the single women in the community. I'm not saying he's sleeping with them. I'm saying he's keeping them so distracted with Jesus that they never find a husband. And that's the way he wants it to stay. Because if she finds a husband, she won't have as much time to be donating to the church home. So the black church benefits from single motherhood. They don't want our sisters married because... Dr. Umar believes that the black church benefits from single women, single mothers, due to the resources that in time we put into the church when we Mm -hmm. don't have a husband. Mm -hmm. Um, So how do you all feel about that? You go first, Mecca. I would love to hear your take. (laughs) Absolutely. So I, you know, I always look at the source. And so I don't know a lot about him. I'm wondering if he is married. He is not. Um, Mm. So I always look at the source, right? Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that I will say is that I attend Word of Faith. We've been there for a very long time. Bishop Delcy Bronner. Yes, that's my church. Um, Nina Bronner, First Lady. And they are very big on marriage. The other thing that I do know is that from what I've seen growing up in the church, I think it's a place that actually 
where they want to see people get married. And also for black marriage, it's connected to generational wealth. So why would the church not want more couples and more married women in the church? So I feel like it completely goes against what we know is true from financial analysts, financial advisors, is that once you have a married couple, they can actually invest more. Yeah. And I think consider the source, Lord, that source. The second part of that, too, is I think there are segments of the black church. And mm-hmm. so the smaller Chitlin Circuit black churches, 100%. I grew up in those churches where it is 100% predicated on control. Mm-hmm. So I definitely agree that while they're prophesying you finna get a husband, the other side of that is once you get a husband, that husband is the head. That husband takes control over that woman. That husband does not allow her to invest as much. I get that. And in those smaller churches, those of you who grew up or been in those smaller churches, you know that you have 15 million jobs in that one church and you give and you sow and you give and then that's it. Whereas my church linked up church with Pastor Joe and Christian Gregory. Um, <laughs> no, not only do we believe heavily in marriage, mm-hmm. we believe heavily. Number one, just what you can do. As a couple, as two people in that marriage, we understand the power of that. And so I disagree, but I do agree if you go to the smaller church segments, segments, which I also think is kind of running out. So mm-hmm. it could be possible in some mm-hmm. churches, yeah. but not it's not 100%, which it nothing is not. Is. Just because a man sits in a pulpit does not mean that he does not pray on women or Correct. people. And so we have to remember these are people. Yep. Um, this is a man or a woman that's been given, that's in a position of power. Mm-hmm. And so you have to also look at who is the person that you're following. That honey. And so there are many pastors that we've seen fall or go on these sabbaticals every year because they have to step out, you know, they step away from the they church to something they did inside of the church. And so you have to just be very careful. Character is Character is so important to me, Coriel. Like, I look at, does this person have character? I, I can care less about the person's mm-hmm. wealth. What does his character look like? Mm-hmm. And to both of your points, I think it comes down to you making an individual informed decision Absolutely. about where you are spending your time, putting your resources. I do know of people who grew up in almost cult-like mm-hmm. churches mm-hmm. that were... Oh, girl, I wasn't even talking about you, but but yeah, that, that were very much so. I want to keep you in fear right? Be, so that I can control you mm-hmm. based on whatever my agenda is. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we got a lot to say about Dr. Umar. Dr. Umar blocked me. I'm still blocked on Instagram, oh. Dr. Umar. And I'm not even an anti-Dr. Umar, you know, type what of girl. What did you do? <laughs> Unblock me, Dr. Umar. But anyway, I'll tell you off camera. Okay. Nothing crazy, though. Nothing crazy. Right. And I'm not anti-Dr. Umar. That's the thing. A lot Neither of the things, because he is... I y'all y'all might not know this about me, but I'm super pro black. I am mm-hmm. blackly black, 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 mm-hmm. and he is yes. very much so pro black. So mm-hmm. a lot of what he says, you know, I can stand with, I can agree with, mm-hmm. and even part of this, I can identify with right. all of your answers. That it's mm-hmm. not a one size fits all. Every right. church is not doing everything the exact same way. But I think mm-hmm. theoretically, the husband is not always going to be in line mm-hmm. with the direction that this pastor is trying to take you in. And when the Mm -hmm. husband is truly the head of your household, it can steer you off into his direction, which is not the best for this church. It's not the best for the church, but it's biblical. Like if you Mm -hmm. really look at the Bible side of things, and I think Mm -hmm. to his point, 
if the husband is that true head, right. even the Bible says you go home with your husband. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that mm-hmm. is when Paul said, I would rather you not get married because I recognize what it takes away mm-hmm. from the church and from God. Even God understood that that husband, that wife, that marriage is a priority mm-hmm. over everything. And so, yeah, if you have pastors who are trying to make it seem like you have to sell everything out mm-hmm. for that church, you need to check your sources. Check the source. Mm-hmm. So obviously both of you are members of churches. Christianity, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. is the foundation of your marriage. Were both of you in the same space? We always talk about equally yoked and that, mm-hmm. you know, what it means. We be making up stuff, right, sometimes. Mm-hmm. But in terms of you all being on the same wavelength, I'll just say that mm-hmm. going in the same direction as your spouses, were you all already on the same page or did you all have you all grown together in your relationship with with uh, religion? Sure. So I would say that Aldwan and I were on the same page. I prayed very specific, purposeful, passionate prayers for him. Like to the point, honestly, Corio, there were nights where as a single woman, I would literally fall asleep sometimes praying mm. on the side of the bed because my husband was so important to me. And I prayed about even his day, the day that I wanted him to have because I was speaking him into existence as well. And so when Aldoan came into my life, I said, yes, this is not a man that I have to lead into the church. Mm-hmm. A guy that I'm dating that is not as strong with his faith walk as I am. Because mm-hmm. I had done that before. And I wanted someone that could teach me some things. And as you know, my husband's not only a psychologist, but now he's a minister, which actually happened in the marriage. And that was different Ooh, honey. because he came to me and said, you know, I um, I think I want to, you know, basically pursue and, and go into ministry mm-hmm. and become a minister, licensed ordained minister. And you have to be a part of the interviewing process. And I was like, oh, no, okay. I'm a first lady. I got to be the first uh, lady. And I said, you know, they have to be okay with all of this leopard. You know, they have to be okay with this stuff too, right? Because the I, fullness I, of you. I still have to be who I am as a person. Yes. And so we were even on the same page with that. I'm going to say no. Okay. I'm going to say no, only because I grew up in the church under the pew. When Kenyon mm-hmm. and I came to each other, I was like, I believed in God, but. I was done with the church mm. and I was done with everything that the church had took me through to be church honest with hurt. you. Is a real the church thing. hurt and then having been married to a pastor. So mm. let's talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, not really. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but um, when you consider that, like you prayed for your husband, my husband mm-hmm. had to pray me off the floor. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. Like it was a situation where I was done and then I didn't even want to get married again. Mm. And so we were together. We were kicking it. He lived in Ohio. I lived here in Georgia. He would come visit. I would go visit or whatever. And the only reason why we got married was I tell people he like he made me. He was just like. I have you have to marry me if you don't marry me I will not be with you because I do not want God mad at me Mm -hmm. and he was just like I cannot take God being mad at me so if you're going to be with me you're gonna have to marry me and I was like all right (laughs) let's do it but the funny thing is that actually goes to the point where it's like men know what they want yeah when so when single women even ask me like "Uh, does he like me is it if I don't know what we're doing I'm like men know and he's going to communicate the fact that he wants you and he will pursue you. Honey, mm-hmm. that's it. Yep. That's he's going to come carry you, carry you down that aisle if he can. Right. He's drug me. <laughs> so to your point, if you have to ask the question, then you already know the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the questions that came up on one of my, y'all know I host a million podcasts, but one of the questions <laughs> that came up on another podcast that was like kind of controversial, me and my co-host completely disagreed and I got to get y'all's take on it. 
And it is this concept of having your own stash. Now, I'm not going to say secret stash, mm -hmm. but how do you feel? What is your perspective on a woman in a marriage mm -hmm. having a stash of money to the side? <laughs> so this actually came up. And uh, my husband was surprised. We actually, two years into our marriage, we actually met with a financial advisor, sat down, went over all the numbers. He's like, wow, I didn't know you made that much. Um, because our marriage is very much, some people would say traditional, where he pays majority, he pays all the bills. Mm -hmm. um, what I bring in is for um, retirement and for vacation and groceries and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, oh, I didn't realize you made um, pretty much the same as me. <laughs> and I didn't realize you also had these other amounts. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because I had to break that because Aldoan, being the therapist that he is, mm -hmm. was like, this does not work in marriage. And I was like, well, my grandma told me that I need to have something on the side just in case something goes crazy. And so that was the first time that we were both really transparent. And ever since we have been, mm -hmm. and that just works for our relationship. Like I know what he has, he knows what I have, but every couple's different. Like we still have separate bank accounts, mm -hmm. but he always knows what's in there. I always knows what he know, knows what he has going on. Was that a because submission is the biggest curse word on the internet, right? I know. When you come to those situations where. I feel very strongly this way. Mm -hmm. Alduan already had right. his very strong stance as well. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that you disagreed or there, mm -hmm. you know, it's he had to convince you or anything mm -hmm. like that. But in a time like that, and maybe you can think of other scenarios mm -hmm. that were similar, do you feel like at the end of the day, if we can't agree, I have to submit to what you said? Like, I'm just going to close down this account, whether or not I really truly agree or not? Uh, we typically bring in an outside person. Okay. We have a therapist. Okay. So the therapist has a therapist, and that was a requirement for, requirement for me with us yes. getting married. So we have our own therapist. And so, yeah, there's been times that we haven't agreed. Anyone who has followed, like, our story knows that I wanted to expand our family. We have a blended household. He was like, I'm good. We had this one additional child together. I was like, no, I need to have another baby. Because I will birth a nation. You know, I, I was willing to birth a nation Listen, for this man. Her name is Mecca, and she is birth, birthing it all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, but the thing is, is that we had to get on the same page with that. And it took That's five, a big five one, years. Mecca. Five years. It took five years of What was that man. like? And then I promise I'm going to let you answer You're about the fine. What was yeah. that like, though? Because that, so, that is one decision that I personally feel like if we are not in agreement, right. you're not about to be half dadding over here yeah, when right. I had this baby. Yeah. Right, right. So it was it was a lot of conversations, a lot of tears, I'm going to be mm. honest. A lot of tears because when, I'm not going to just say a woman, but I'll say a woman. When mm -hmm. I feel like when you feel something in your heart and God is speaking to you and you're seeing visions and dreams, and I had very vivid dreams. Mm -hmm going up an elevator with a little small toddler boy, him holding my hand, looking at me. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's my son. Literally come back down the escalator at the same hospital in Midtown, and mm -hmm. him being a grown man and me looking up to him because now I'm an older mother. That don't make me and cry. so when I saw that, I told him that dream and I said, I, and I have chills right now. Cause I was like, God spoke yes. to me and I knew. And so a lot of prayer, I will tell you, there is nothing like prayer because I started the, the wives prayer challenge during the pandemic. And I said, well, you know, God has told me this, but I had over a thousand women praying over my womb. Listen, they was all standing <laughs> on business for her belly. Right. And, <laughs> and you know what? 
women talk about all the time, and I've heard a couple of um, women um, pastors that have told me about this, and they've said that pray for your husband, like in his prayers too, and just how he thinks. Mm-hmm. And so Aldon, actually, he was the one who woke up and said, God told me to give her another chance. Mm-hmm. And for three months, he went hard in the paint. Because before, let me tell you, I was putting a little bit of maca powder inside the smoothie. I was like, all right, what, what type of potatoes do I need to chop up? But my husband <laughs> knew what he was doing. He was like, uh-uh, you about to catch me up. Like, no. <laughs> so we had to be in alignment. Mm-hmm. We had to be in alignment. And once we were, it happened. So to answer the question about mm-hmm. submission, mm-hmm. if push comes to shove, mm-hmm. if you sit down with the therapist and the therapist mm-hmm. says, Aldawan is right, do you feel like, oh, okay, I'm going to submit to that? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because my husband is the leader of our household, and I, I am perfectly fine with him being the leader. That's where he's supposed to be. That's where God has positioned him. But I have to trust. I have to, I have to feel protected. Mm-hmm in the marriage in order to feel like I should be able to be in a place to submit to him. And I fit, he makes me feel that way. I think that is where the, the negative aspect of submission mm-hmm. comes in. It's mm-hmm. you did not choose a partner who you can trust yourself to submit to. Right. So now the thought of submission is just, it's a curse word. Right. It's like, no, you, you made a bad choice. Right. Yeah. And that is what needs to be evaluated. Not right. the concept of submission. They don't trust the leadership. That part. Yeah, And that's the thing, too, I think, just going back to the grandmother, what our grandmothers used to tell us, <laughs> yeah. right? Grandmamas, great-grandmamas, everybody had those conversations with their daughters, their granddaughters, and everything, because back then, number one, they had no other choice. Mm-hmm. They couldn't work. They couldn't mm-hmm. do anything for themselves. They couldn't mm-hmm. provide for themselves. They had to rely on that husband. Mm-hmm. And they had partners who they could not right. trust. Granddaddy had maybes all around the city. Mm-hmm. And so she really did have to depend on herself. And so that's why right. she had to have that stash. Mm-hmm. Me on today, the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had that conversation in our book covered. We mm-hmm. talked up, we talk about that. There should never be a thing where your spouse has to wonder what's going on in your life. And that's right. any area. That's mm-hmm. money. That's whatever. And so if there's no open book with finances or anything, mm-hmm. then again, can you really say you trust who you're married to? Right. Oh, one thing that came up that I personally have experienced and ooh, I'm still kind of working through it um, is the business part. Mm-hmm. I have no problem in any other area, but I feel like this is my business. You know, I just, <laughs> this is my baby. You know mm-hmm. how? Have you, have you, not how, because I'm, I'm not going to make an assumption that y'all have had mm-hmm. that experience too, but have there been any areas where you've had some challenges in fully being, not necessarily being transparent because it's not a secret, but right. in fully allowing them to hold space in truly every area mm-hmm. of your life? Did y'all experience any of that in any areas? Yeah, especially coming up, um, when I met Kenyon, I was a single mom too. Mm-hmm. I've been a single mom. Even when I was married before, I was still very much a single mom. So, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing where you've taken upon, taken it upon yourself to handle and carry and do mm-hmm. everything. We got mm-hmm. married and, I mean, we had all kinds of money coming in the house. Lights were getting shut off. Things were getting, mm-hmm. like, missed because I was trying to carry it all mm-hmm. on my own. I was trying to do everything because that's what I've always done. And he was just like, where do I fit in? Mm-hmm. Like, you can't invite me into your life and not provide space for me so where mm-hmm. do I fit in and so it came to a point where like he had to just take stuff off my plate mm-hmm. because things were falling apart but I didn't know how to fix it I didn't know how to carry it all on my own either and mm-hmm. so we had a big old blown up fight where me coming from abuse and he would like yell at me sometimes like why are you not asking for help like mm-hmm. seriously what is going on and he's just like I feel like 
there's just, you don't have any room for me here, so what do we have to do? And mm-hmm. so we literally knocked down, drag out, fight, where we had to lay down little things. Babe, okay, here are all the bills, do all this. You take mm-hmm. care of all of that because I can't, if my brain is over here, I can't have space for it over here. You take that. And mm-hmm. so we had to work through every little detail of my life to give him space and then for him to help me feel safe in that mm-hmm. space because it wasn't always easy. That is big. Again, y'all, I just mm-hmm. be really host this podcast specifically for myself because I just be <laughs> like, girl, I'm trying to be wifey for life. You help me over here. One thing that that made me think of, though, and I, you know, was not a single mom, but I got married later. So mm-hmm. I had this independence. Yeah. I was already not stuck in my mm-hmm. ways, but I had been accustomed to doing things right. the way I've been doing them. Right. And handling all of the things, not mm-hmm. having someone to ask to do this or do that. And my dad came to visit. Um, the last time he came to visit, I had not went and got soap for the guest bathroom. Mm-hmm. And so my husband came downstairs and he's like, you ain't even getting no soap. And in my mind, I didn't get the soap because I had checked off a thousand right. other things right. that I had a million gone things. to get. Right. Yes. And it was in that moment that right. I realized, you know, because at first I was like, damn, how could I forget the soap? You right. know, like, right. how could I forget right. the soap? And then I'm like, well, wait a damn minute. You ran right. to 25 other stores. You did a right. million other things. Of course you forgot the soap because right. you were trying to do all of it. And so I think so often we don't ever have that moment where we pause mm. and say, well, wait a minute. We just beat ourselves up or mm. we feel like we're, mm. you know, failing. failing. Yeah. Right. And it's really that self-awareness. It's knowing that it takes an adjustment and it's not just going to be. He don't he can't read your mind. That's mm. another thing. That's too. It. He don't even right. know about the soap you know like he doesn't right. even he didn't even have an opportunity to help out because i didn't ask for help mm-hmm. we so even created good. like a business like mm-hmm. even in the home we have conversations my mind goes a million miles per minute you know this you run a business when it comes down to it we'll say something and as long as you told me yes i'm running with it mm-hmm. i'm going it's mm-hmm. done. like that's mm-hmm. it that's you told me, done. yeah that's it and so it got to a point where he that would happen and he would be like but i that's that's not what i said that's not mm-hmm. what what i meant by that and mm-hmm. so now now we either we have conversations and i'll follow it up with an email I mean, like, just so we're on the same page. Right. I love that. <laughs> just, right. Like, and, right. I, and literally, that's the only way we can stay on the same page is because he, I hear, mm-hmm. I hear go. He hears, okay, well, let's have another conversation. Right. Or things like that. And so we have literally emails, business conversations about just, like, the household. Here's what we said. Here's what's going next. If you Your disagree, marriage is your business. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. That is a marriage management uh, tip. Mm-hmm. treating your mm-hmm. marriage like a business not in being transactional but right. in the seriousness I respect right. this marriage so much I value our growth so mm-hmm. much that I'm going to over communicate mm-hmm. I'm going to officially communicate I'm going to send your ass an email right. so that I can be sure right. that we're on the same page because it's that mm-hmm. serious yeah. it really even the small little things can turn mm-hmm. into to big things if you're if they're not handled mm-hmm. what, what's one of your marriage management tips I know you got a lot of them because this is like what you do you don't yeah, just do it by yourself but you help assist other yeah. um, couples as well yeah so I would say just being considerate and also compromising like the two big C's are the main reasons why I see a, like through the ring form our coaching program for single women that we have together what's it called the ring formula the ring formula Girl, yes. you have to say that slow yes okay. the ring formula but that's the two things that I see a lot of business boss ladies where they just don't have it. They're not being yep. considerate. They're not compromising. But within the marriage, I remember there were two different times 
one time, you know, we launched A Weekend for Love, which is our marriage retreat for couples. We launched that five years ago. We've helped hundreds of couples. It's one of the largest luxury marriage retreats. But with that, it's like he, he told me it, it can't it can never be in a place where you're struggling and I'm living in a place of abundance. Mm hmm. Like, how is that possible? Mm. But that can happen when you're not on the same page. And that's what happened. Because mm. I was investing, you know, investing all, even my own personal money, sponsorships. We had a sponsor that pulled out. And I was just like, oh, I'll just, you know, I'm just going to make it work. And he was like, no, like, you're over here struggling, but I'm out buying a new suit. I'm like, drowning. How does that make sense? I could toss you a life jacket. Right. Yeah. But I didn't know how to ask for help. And, and we've got into right. these deep discussions, arguments, conflict, whatever like you want to say, discussion. right? Deep discussions where he has said to me, don't work around me. I'm like, but I was just like making sure the kids are up the parents and I wanted to make sure that it was easier yes, for you. Girl. So I just did it. And he life. was like, you didn't even give me the opportunity to help you. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that you needed help with the kids so that you can cover this and do this and this and that because you didn't even say anything. And so the get it done mentality, I'm just going to do it because I've been doing I ran all these businesses. I've been able to get it done. Get out of my life, Mecca. It does not work. <laughs> right. It does not work. It's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. It's not. And if for all the women that want this alpha man, it certainly does not work with the alpha man. He ain't going to have it. Girl, we saying we want an alpha, but a lot of y'all are really compatible with a beta. <laughs> you really want a beta. Especially these boss women. You don't want an alpha male. You don't. You really don't. Because as soon as they tell you to sit down somewhere, you ain't going to right. wait to get with yourself. To an alpha, yes. but you're truly compatible with the beta right. is the truth, and nobody right. nobody right. wants to hear that. But I think it's so true. And to your point about the the um, compromising, mm -hmm. that is very tough when you are used to being in control yes. of the outcome. Mm -hmm. Because as a single woman, especially when we're talking about business and things like that, you can mm -hmm. work real hard and make it happen. Right. In your marriage, you can work real hard all day, but you can't make. Yeah, anything happen. Right. How have party. you had mm -hmm. to compromise without losing yourself? Because you don't mm -hmm. want to compromise to the point where you've put your needs and wants and desires on the back mm -hmm. burner. And now you're going to be resentful towards this man eventually mm -hmm. because you've compromised yourself out of what you really want. Mm -hmm. But there has to be some type of balance. Mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. know that I found it yet, to be completely honest mm -hmm. with you. Um, and I'll say only because when Kenyon and I started Ask the Martins um, and everything back in the day, we started it right after we got married. And it was mm -hmm. completely by accident. And when we did that, I was supposed to be, I keep saying this, I was supposed to be the behind the scenes. I was supposed to be your producer, your marketer, your publicist. I was supposed to be doing all of that stuff. I was never supposed to be on camera mm -hmm. with him. And so what happened as we took that on, especially as a marketer, you have to take on that personality of whatever brand that you're working with. Mm -hmm. And so the marriage became the brand, the brand became the marriage, and that essentially became me. Mm -hmm. But meanwhile, for eight years, I've, you know, I've been the writer. I've been, you know, had books in me. I've been had things in me, but mm -hmm. I've put everything on, you know, Aston Martins. And so over this last year it has been extremely challenging for us because I did write my first romance novel. I did release, you know, a bunch of different fiction things that I've been working on. And he was like, looking around like, okay, what the hell you think you're doing? Like, where do you think you're going? Like, you know, this was not all us. about. Mm -hmm. Like, and so we had to have mm -hmm. some very, what did you call it? Those deep, deep, deep discussions. discussions. Deep discussions. <laughs> 
about really me finding my voice and discovering who I am on this side of things mm-hmm. now because mm-hmm. he hasn't even seen another side of me mm-hmm. other than that. And so it's been a good big journey of, okay, so this is who you are now. And he's mm-hmm. had to then usher me through my imposter syndrome, my anxiety mm-hmm. and everything, because now I am stepping from us outside of him. Mm-hmm. And then what does that look like? And how, mm-hmm. do, how am I supposed to feel? So I'm still learning who I am outside Your of identity that, outside my of identity. But I think the trick, even in this journey over this past year is having a partner that says, I'm going to invite you to be yourself and receive you being whoever it is that you're becoming in this season. Instead because of being threatened by it. it yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Especially when the other option is you all together. Yeah. You know, and that could be a threat to yeah. his identity, you finding your identity. Correct. So I love that. Yeah. Choosing the right partner yeah. is what it comes down it's to. Everything. What about yeah. you, Mecca? So the first two years of the marriage, I will say that I lost myself. And so I would say I did compromise myself, but it wasn't anything that he like did to me or said, you need to change this. No, we'd be doing it to ourselves. We do it to ourselves. And I thought I would be like a little bit of like Claire Huxtable, a little bit of like (laughs) my mom, a little bit of like my favorite aunts and bring that into the marriage. And then I like woke up one day through going to my own therapist and I was like, I don't even know who this person is. Mm -hmm. And Aldewan was like, I don't even know who you're becoming. Like, what are you doing? What what are you doing exactly? Because we had our own separate brands, like in the city, the things that I was doing with the health and wellness programs for women. And, you know, he has his book, The Ring Formula, doing all of that speaking engagements. We had two separate identities. And for some reason, and I talked to my therapist about this, I think with being with an alpha, alpha man that has a big presence when he walks in the room, even though I was this big presence on my own, mm-hmm. it was something that happened when I got married that it's almost like I became a little bit of like the shadow. Yes. And that was never the space that I played in. Not even when he met me and he was like, I was in- attracted. I was attracted to that person. So who is this new person mm-hmm. that you've made up that's kind of to the side? That you've made up. Yeah. And wow. so I had to rediscover myself as a wife and say, no, like the things that most attracted him to me as a person, why would I hide that or dim my light? Mm-hmm. And he is not the one responsible. I am the one that's responsible for doing that. Ooh. That part, the self-awareness. That's good. M- marriage is truly a mirror. It is mm-hmm. going to show you mm-hmm. all of the ugly. Whatever, it might mm-hmm. not be ugly. Whatever it actually is, it's mm-hmm. going to show yeah. you that. And so many of us are not mm-hmm. ready for We're it. not prepared. Mm-hmm. What would you advise um or would you not what would you advise or recommend individual therapy i feel like i know your mm-hmm. answer but individual <laughs> therapy prior to getting married because we always focus on premarital counseling right. for the couple but mm-hmm. if you enter into this marriage with all your individual issues mm-hmm. and you're not aware of them and you're not working on mm-hmm. them that's just more baggage that you are right. adding so did you all do individual therapy do you still you mentioned that you still have a therapist but yeah. is Because that's a part of marriage maintenance. Yeah, so I do have my own therapist. Like, we have Dr. Kenny Felix, who is our our marriage therapist. Um, And then I also have my own individual therapist that I go to, which was hard in itself because it had to be someone that Aldoan didn't know that wasn't a friend. So that, like, narrowed down my options. But I have someone who's amazing and I've been with her for a long time, but no, I had to do the own, my own self work first mm-hmm. before going into the marriage. And then we also had the premarital counseling, but I'm a huge advocate of it. You know, women walk around and I thought about this earlier today, um, Coriel, that 
there are so many women even that say it is hard for me to lean into my femininity mm-hmm. when I have to carry the weight of the world by myself every day. I would love companionship. I would love just a little bit of a lift. A soft space to And the soft space is hard for them to get into. And if you think about everything that they're carrying, it makes total sense. You know, and so I say that to say that I'm a huge advocate of women having their own therapist. Because, sis, you have to talk to someone. And you have to talk to someone that is an expert and... Not someone that's just your girlfriend, Mm -hmm. because your girlfriend who's not married can't give you marriage advice. Mm -hmm. Go to the expert. Please. (laughs) Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, sometimes the expert is not always the pastor. I'm going to just put that out there. Put that out there, too. It's not always the pastor. Mm -hmm. Not not always. Mm -hmm. So I do, I'm going to come back, but I want to ask about you losing your identity when you Mm -hmm. became a mother. Mm -hmm. We're here to talk about Wife Tough Now What, but... What you described mm-hmm. as your first two years of marriage <laughs> immediately put me back into Hashtag becoming a mother. Too. Yeah. Because that's a whole nother identity. Yeah. That's right, a whole nother I've lost myself. Who am I? What right. is going on? How was that transition and what was the impact of not becoming parents because you already had a bonus baby, right? <laughs> yes. But what was the impact of you all having a child together? What was that impact on your marriage? Listen, with Trinity Tart, I didn't miss a step. That is our daughter that we had together. Like you said, we have a blended family. I didn't miss a step. I was back to, you know, med device sales, you know, speaking engagements, the ring formula with Aldewan. I was back to all the things. Mm-hmm. My workout. You saw I was doing the lunges with the baby strap on, everything. Christian's heart. <laughs> that boy. It's always that boy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that actually has been the hardest. Like, my husband was like, you were losing yourself inside of him. Mm. Like, he was even with breastfeeding. I breastfed him for 18 months. For Trinity, it was a year. And he, I knew that mm-hmm. it was a moment when Christian walked up with a chip from, um, we went to, we had taco night and literally walked up and went like this. <gasps> Not and I dipping said, the chip. That's when I said, Christian. okay, it's time. Christian. It's time. If he can eat a chip and he's doing, and he's thinking he'll have a little dibble dab or something. It's time. But my husband was like, Mecca, you need to really stop breastfeeding for yourself because as you know with breastfeeding, you're connected. Yeah. All I gotta rush home, I gotta get home, I gotta do this. I got yeah. it's like and so he's like, for your own separation, so that you can reclaim yourself. He was like, Babe, I really need you to think about not breastfeeding anymore. And that was at the eighteen month mark. And I I cried about it and all of that because it's, you know, emotional. Yeah. But yeah, I lost myself and I will say I just he's two, he just turned two. I am just now getting back to myself, Coriel. I had never had anyone take me for a spin like that. But this boy, <laughs> children, boy. he did it. They yeah. will pull something out of yeah. you. Can't nobody play in your face like your child. Yeah, it was. it's the most selfless I have been. And I love motherhood. I'm enjoying it. But it was like I was doing things at the sacrifice of myself Ooh. a lot mm-hmm. with him. And... My husband called out first. I was like, no, I'm not, you know, being defensive. No, I know I, I wasn't. Like, I'm still doing my things. I'm still working out. You know, meanwhile, I'm, like, drowning. I'm exhausted. I'm not making any time for myself. So, yeah, I'm just literally getting back to it. And so sometimes it also takes longer. So if that's you, sometimes it takes longer, and that is okay. You have to appreciate okay. the differences that happen with each each child. Or maybe it's your first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which question? Well, I can move on. We got a new question. Because yeah. what, I really want to get into the fact that we all have amazing husbands. Let's go yeah. there. Let's be there. Yeah. Because Valentine's Day is right around the corner. And even though we don't have to subscribe to these commercial holidays, <laughs> Valentine's Day can be every day. Yes. But one of the things that I don't think we talk about enough is 
appreciating mm. good partners. Mm. So having husbands that we all appreciate, mm. you know, we can complain all day, but we're not going to mm -hmm. use our time to do that. Mm -hmm. What are some of the ways that you enjoy showing appreciation mm -hmm. for your husband? We got to give the wives some some tips. Okay. I think, and you correct me if I'm wrong, both of you with husbands, I think for men, a big part of their love language, I don't care who they are, is that words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's easier for me because me and Kenyon literally live day in, day out together. Like, we're in the mm -hmm. house together all day, every day. And so that's just us. But I think there's something he said about people who also appreciate the journey of where they've come from. Mm -hmm. Because when we're in the house together all day, every day, we just, I love you. Hey, thank you for doing that. Oh, my God, I love you. Give me a hug. Like, we hug. We don't sleep in the same bedroom, but we get up and hug every morning. Pause. Ah, uh, flag on the play. Say that one more time. We do not sleep in the same bedroom at wow. all. Like, well, that yeah. was not on my cards. Okay. <laughs> Let's yeah. go there. How? Why? Please tell us about this. It started out as me snoring. Um, okay. And so okay. that's how it started. But we have very different rhythms and how we mm -hmm. move about our day and how we wake up or whatever. And so um, he has his room. I have mine. I wake up. Most mornings I'm up by 3.34 a.m. Wow. So, and he's not up probably until about seven. So when that happens, I'm up, I'm moving around. By that time, I've gotten a walk-in sometimes. Um, or, you know, I've gotten my work done. I have to, I have a very specific schedule. And if he's there, um, sometimes he'll try to hold me back and pull me back into bed. And I'm like, okay, no, but I got things to do. But it also makes the marriage a whole lot more exciting. I was going to say, there seems like there would be some benefits to... Oh, yeah. We plan our dates. We meet up in the media room. or like, we do whatever. Like, we, you know, depending on whatever. Wow. We, no rooms off limits for intimacy. Like, it's just, you know, it's just a good move. But you have your own... We have our own... Space. Yeah, space. Wow. Yeah. That we so, we, so the concept of, like, living in separate houses, I've heard of that, and... This is very new. It's usually like older people, I feel like, with the separate houses wow. thing. Yeah, older, yeah. No, but no, even no, the separate but... rooms, like, you got mm -hmm. a lot of older people they subscribe do. to that, too. Yeah, but it's usually for bad reasons. It's not yeah. usually. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, snoring, that's a challenge, though. That is a mm -hmm. real it honest is. challenge. I snore but... like a trucker. So it's it's one of those things where I'm just like, I'm okay. Wow. Yeah. That's a but, And we're both okay. introverted. And so we'll have days where, like, we've had, like, today mm. I don't want to talk to him when I go home. Mm. So, like, literally I'll just be like, hey, babe, give me a kiss, hug, love, whatever. And I'm then, going to my room. Uh, yeah, I'm going to need some decompressing <laughs> time. And he'll be like, all right, cool. Like introvert time. That is, he gets y'all are really living a mature marriage. That is very yeah. mature because I'm gonna take it personal. I we we gotta talk about <laughs> but the you're man introverted. Cave, you know, you're introverted. I'm, I'm introverted. Are you really? A thousand, yes, really. I can do this, and then I'm gonna run out the door and put my head down when mm. the camera's off. But I, you can have a man cave as long as the woman can come in. You know, right. like I am up under my husband, so right. I would take it personal if he was like. I've been thinking maybe we should have separate bedrooms, and but it, the fact that y'all didn't, right? But we amazing. didn't, and, and it wasn't an accident. It wasn't. I feel like if he would have come to me and said, "I think we need separate spaces," I probably would have like threw a fit or threw something at him, one or the other. But it was the fact that it kind of became a natural thing mm -hmm. where we woke up one day, we're just like, "Well, this is okay. Are we okay? We're good." Like, and I can bust in his room anytime, like anytime, cuddle up on his couch or like like get with him, whatever. Like, it's never like a mine and yours. It's all right. Whose room are we kicking it in tonight? 
I mm-hmm. love that. Okay. <laughs> so appreciating these good men, mm-hmm. you, you're you saying uh, words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. All so day. making sure that you're hyping him up. I, I think that it's like the elementary school. A lot of people still have that very elementary school. If I like you, I'm going to be mean to you. I'm going to say mean things. Mm-hmm. You know, black women specifically mm-hmm. are not known for, not that it doesn't happen, but we are not known to be lovey-dovey with our husbands we're like that with our children but we are not known to nurture our husbands in that way so the fact that you you know know you know that that's the love language and then you actually are doing it i think that's big yeah what about you mecca so i had to learn relearn his love language (laughs) and the reason why i say relearn we were together we dated for five years before we got married Mm -hmm. and for his um 40th birthday I gave him my birthday, like my what I would have wanted a birthday, the red carpet, 70 to 100 plus friends, largest cake I could find, you know, Mm -hmm. tailored suits, spa day, all in one day. He was like, I thought the spa was it. Oh, I didn't. We got to go somewhere else. I was like, yeah, I have dinner (gasps) set up. He's like, well, cancel reservations. I was like, no, but um, our parents are going to be there. And he said, he's like, I'll tell them I'm just not feeling well. Like I just the spa's great. I'm just going to stay in bed. I said, no, it's actually more than your parents. Like, a few more people. He was like, how many more people? I said, a few more. Girl, I had a whole surprise party. Photographer. Yeah, so it took some time, you know, for five years before I actually said, okay, that's my love language, the gifts. You know, that is not his. He is words of affirmation. Um, he is also someone who likes physical touch, which I knew that about him, but the gifts, that's me. The big surprise, all the people, oh my gosh, that's me. It is not him. Your next birthday party. Yeah. (laughs) You know? And so literally for his birthday this year, he said, and he's celebrating his 50th. He was like, you know, I just want to go to, um, an Island by myself. That's what. Were you offended by that? No, because he's been saying that for a long time. Like he just wants to take a vacation by himself. And as you know, with Aldoan being a therapist, he is talking yes. all, all day, day, every and day, processing day. other people's stuff, stuff yes. all day, every day. So literally, I can see him like floating in the pool and him being so happy because that's what he wants. And so you have to celebrate people the way that they like to be celebrated. I've heard married women say to me. If my husband gets me another red bottom or purse, I'm going to scream because their husbands are into that. They are not. They actually would like more physical touch. They would like words of affirmation. They would like for their husbands to be present, but he's going to buy them a gift (laughs) to just pacify it. Mm -hmm. So you surely have to know your husband's love language. Loving them in their language versus wanting them to speak your language right. you know he has to love you in your way but you can't love him in your way right. Right. you have to love him his way right. i love that very mature <laughs> answers that's why we got this 10 years of wisdom okay um i want to get into wifey keeping it spicy though because mm. valentine's again is right around the corner this is my i know i was about to say i know takara is ready for this one okay <laughs> but what is your way you as a wifey keep it spicy First of all, as a romance writer, I feel like this is my bag. Come on, get in that your bag, baby. <laughs> <laughs> next one's coming out next month. I'll definitely. Okay, um, we'll link it below. It's it's one of those things where, yeah, you have the healthy imagination. And here's the thing for me personally, 
I did not get invited into my sexuality, I think, until I was close to 40. Mm. So it was one of those things where, like, growing up in the church, sexuality is hidden from a lot of us. Mm -hmm. And so I entered into this relationship with him from a spicy perspective and just like, hey, I mean, show me some things. And so Mm -hmm. it just came down to it where now I invite him. to. We continue to learn and teach each other and Mm -hmm. we... We have sex dates, and so um, we sex days or dates. Dates, okay. Dates. Like, yeah, and so that's what I'm saying. Like the, the separate bedroom thing is cool because, like, we'll be flirting throughout the day. Like tonight, don't forget what you told me. I can't wait. And so we literally we flirt. We you know sexed. We like everything mm-hmm. just to make sure that we're keeping everything together and spicy. Because you know I'm 41, he's 50. Like, there's only a small window before stuff ain't gonna be working no more. So I'm just like, use listen, it. let's, just, yeah. let's just, just get this in. And so we are very intentional about that. And I'm intentional in terms of like coming on to him, so he doesn't feel like he always has to be the initiator. What does that look like from a woman? That mm-hmm. like a walking up, you rubbing his head or something? Oh, it could be as simple as I mean, you know, we've been married. As simple <laughs> as hey, I showered. Or it could be, <laughs> it could be as complex as again me sending him a spicy message or like him walking by and me grabbing him and just being like, you know, hey, you want to take a long lunch, you know, mm-hmm. or you want, you know, whatever. And so again, it's easier because we work in the home together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, I mean, I'm just. Healthy imagination and try some new things. Yeah, everything that you thought you were going to be doing and imagining when you were dating him, keep doing that in the marriage because they want to know that you fantasize about them. They want to know that you still think about them. And I literally thank God every day that my desire is to my husband. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want somebody else. Like, that's mine, and I get it. That Mm -hmm. is one of the leading causes of infidelity is I don't feel like my wife wants me mm-hmm. but homegirl over here is hyping me up all the time so words of affirmation it comes right. even that small and just be just nasty oh and be nasty okay I'm serious just be nasty I'm serious they, they listen just they will watch nasty. a lot less porn if you just kind of explored some things with them just get nasty oh god yeah. I don't know why I be having these conversations because my husband watches these episodes and he be like you know she said you didn't need to get nasty <laughs> what you got what y'all be doing over there what's your thing so i love like the phrase keep it spicy wifey like i just love that because i feel like that's so important and if aldwan if he were sitting here he would say that he would talk about how couples desires change every 90 days that is a real thing which is why you have to be careful of what you watch and what you see because you're like oh or it might actually introduce some great things and what you just never know so with us I will tell you what we like to do are sexcations. So that just allows for us to be away from the kids. It allows for me to tap in to my inner sex kitten and be available to him because I'm not the mother. I'm not the medical device rep. I'm not doing the ring formula or weekend for love. It is truly I'm able to just be present, to be his girlfriend. And for those introverts that are out there, for those ladies who are feeling kind of shy, this is the perfect opportunity yes. for you to tap into your inner Sasha Fierce. So role playing is very important. I think I think it's something that you can add into the marriage because, mm-hmm. hey, 
He wants somebody else. Okay, I'm Tasha today. Okay. I want to try that. Have yeah. You done that? Like oh, dress yes. it up and stuff. Really? Or just yes. taking on a personality. Oh, oh yeah, no, I, I have outfits. But yeah, no, I no, I think it's important. I yes. think it's, I think it's really I important. Know more, so listen, I try that vacation. <laughs> are y'all saying is it just a, a vacation? But then y'all are intentional about having sex. We or are y'all saying, are. baby, we're having a sexcation this week, and we. It is a vacation that we're intentional about having sex, and because we know of the, like how important it is for us, like even our marriage retreat a weekend for love we factor that in like we talk about intimacy because one of the number one things that comes up amongst couples when you have them separated in our like men's only session women's only session is that there are um, mismatches when it comes to intimacy yes she wants it more yep he wants it less or he wants it more she wants it less and so we try to create an environment you know, obviously, this is a Christian conference, but we create, we create, a, we create, like, create this is not right? That. It's, it's not that. It's, <laughs> right. it's not that. But we create a space where it's like women are like, you know what? I haven't seen this side of me in like a long time because I've been wearing all the hats, all and the you hats. guys have created this space where now it's like I'm touching my husband differently mm-hmm. while I'm here at a weekend for love, and love I've it. never had these conversations because we don't make room for them, and so that literally has led into how we work with the couples because you should have the best intimacy in your marriage. I mean, if this thing is forever, I need to make sure that it's on and popping. Mm-hmm. And the thing is with married couples, it doesn't have to be. It's not every day. It don't have, some people are every day. Say that one more time. It, some people are every day. Sex every day. You said sex dates, so that means not every day, right? It depends. Every 90 days, so things change. Sometimes okay. yes, sometimes okay. no. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, and, and I have talked to one married woman where she's like, he wants it every day. I said, your husband has a very high sex drive, you know, and it was a lot for her. She's like, I have to get myself up to every day. Wow. I know. Wow. I yeah. know. Uh-uh. But, you know, for most married couples, that's not. But it's about the quality. What is the average? What's the average for most married couples? I don't even want to throw something out there because, you know, that's Aldoan's lane. Okay, he would, he would know. Okay. He would know the percentage. Settle something for me over here. I know. Okay. I could tell. You're like, uh-huh. Are you getting stressed? I'm so <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. You know, it's okay. My baby is turning one, so things are starting to settle. Yeah. You know, with you the... Know. With yeah. the with the nighttime not sleeping right. thing, that really puts a wrench. Oh, but yeah. the, the reason I I wanted to put a pin in there because I think that we a lot of times have unrealistic expectations Absolutely. of what reality is actually right. going to be, and that's ideal for sure. Mm-hmm. But that's not how it. That's not reality all right. the time. Right. Right. Absolutely. But white be is fun. keeping it spicy. Oh, absolutely. I'm gonna have to give me some outfits. Who you wearing this week, baby? I do have a couple of wigs now. You throw on a little wig and become somebody new. Listen, you know I got that blonde one, girl. Come on. Right. Listen, TK is about to um, give y'all some more for our wifey keeps it spicy segment. So make sure y'all stick around. Hey, ladies, welcome back to another wifey keep it spicy. My name is Takesha, and this week I want to talk about how to actually keep it spicy. Last week, we talked about femininity, just getting in that era, feeling good, right? Feeling your feminine essence. But this week, we're going to get into the spice, okay? Now, I don't know why I have been in the mood to challenge y'all, but I feel like it's some things that I talk about maybe you haven't thought about, or maybe it's going to challenge you out of your comfort zone. And so I kind of want to preface it with saying, hey, sis, this might be a challenge. But for this week's Wifey Keep It Spicy, I want you to be dedicated to being the fantasy, dedicated to being 
his fantasy. And the easiest way that we can slip up out of go or slip into going into everyday marital, this my boo, turnover, boring sex, is that we forget to be dedicated to it because we keep doing the same thing. Now, listen to me as a wife that is about to be with her man for almost nine years in August, married eight years in September, doing the same thing gets the thing done. Okay. Like a lot of times we're okay with that, but I always want you to keep him on his toes, keep his, keep him snatched up and obsessed with you and we do this by being spontaneous so let's dive in today let's dive into today how we can be dedicated to being the fantasy this week i want to challenge you to go ahead and take a trip go ahead and take a trip to that sex store but we're not just going to go to the sex store we are going to plan a date night yes us ladies uh uh-huh we're going to plan the date night and we're going to take our man to the sex store. And what I want you to do when you get into the sex store, I just want you to take your time and explore. And I think that this is so beneficial, especially if you are new in your marriage, because maybe you have not explored all the options or all of the desires or all of the things that your man possibly might be open to. So just walk around, get cute. Maybe you're going in and you got your mindset on, you know what, in order to be dedicated to this fantasy, I'm gonna go ahead and give me some stripper heels, okay? Y'all know the the thick platform 12 inch heels go get you some stripper heels right or maybe you're getting a new toy that maybe you didn't know your man was open to or maybe we're getting some position cards and we're going to get dedicated to pulling one out once a month or once every week or whatever the case may be just explore and look at the stuff y'all it's some wild things in there and just begin to get comfortable with the conversation and have that vibe about you like hey let's do it whatever it is I want to do something new tonight daddy whatever you have been holding back are you open to me dancing for you tonight well let's get these heels and so I want you to be dedicated to being his fantasy and in order to do that sis you got to be open to pulling something new out of the bag okay so yes you we've been used to doing it this way this way but this week we're gonna do it this way tonight I'm gonna do something new for you and it is up to you to plan it so don't be afraid go to your local sex store go ahead and pick out a new toy get those deck of cards whatever it is that you and your man are comfortable with I want you to open that open that conversation up again even if you've already had it like hey i want to spice it up because here we keeps it spicy okay so that is my tip for this week i would love to hear your comments down below let me know are you gonna go to the sex store sis you already kind of know what you're gonna get are you gonna actually do the challenge i promise it's gonna make your marriage lit comment down below let me know what you think before I let these amazing ladies go, both of them have resources that you probably need. So look in that camera right there and let them know what you got going on, where they can find you online, and how they can follow you on social media. Absolutely. So I am Takara Martin, one half of Ask the Martins. I think for the sake of this, hit us up on askthemartins.com, askthemartins.com, and that's where we are everywhere on social. Um, romance stuff coming soon. Just keep it tuned. Wink, wink. All right. Thanks for having me. Mecca Tart. And you can find me at on Instagram at Mecca More Tart. That's M-E-C-C-A like the city and more two O's M-O-R-E-T-A-R-T-T. I would love to see you all at a Weekend for Love this year. It's going to be amazing. We always sell out. We are going to Cabo. And if you are single and you are watching this because you want the ring, 
My husband and I, Dr. Aldewan's Hart, and myself, we do coaching with many women all over the world. Mm -hmm. And you can go to the ring formula because we want you to be intentional. We don't want you to be single next year. It's time for you to get the ring. Come on. TheRingFormula.com? Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. We will make sure we link all of those resources below. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Wifed Up Now What? Make sure you subscribe to the channel, hit that like button, share this episode with a friend, and if you happen to be listening on Apple or Spotify, leave your girl a five-star review. I'll catch you on the next episode.